This is the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom. In this week's podcast, a car is only as valuable to you as the gas that is filling it. But the exact same thing is so true in our life. We can we can have this wonderful thing that God's given us, this body, this life, but it's no good if it's on empty. It's no good to anyone else in our life. So we have to be willing to care for ourselves so that we can be... Um, so we can care well for others in our life and so we can live out the purpose that God's given us in our life. Well, welcome to the Activate Podcast, a ministry resource of Journey Church International. My name is Ryan, and I'm glad uh, you have tuned into the podcast today. This Sunday was Mother's Day, and we we honored moms at Journey with a really powerful message that was presented by Pastor Christian and his wife, Danielle. Danielle is actually our special guest today, and I have the honor of hosting a conversation with her. Uh, Danielle, I've known you. Since you were 17 years old. That's crazy, yeah, like the age of our kids now. It is. As I as I heard you share the message about cheerleading and, and getting mono, I, uh, I remember that. And I think that was right about the time we met your family, yeah. came to Christ. So I've, I've seen you become a wife, got to be at your wedding, see you become a mom. Our kids were born right about the same time, within a couple of months of each other. Uh, so it's really been great to see uh, you grow as a mom, as a wife, and as a leader at our church. So it's it's an honor to be here with can you. Can you believe that? No. Like, can you believe that? When our daughters were leading worship here last week, I just had to pinch myself to yeah. think about them as little people and now worship leaders and Hannah going to college. It won't be long. We'll be at their weddings. Oh, no, no, no. And we'll be crying down. and uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll be celebrating, but we'll be crying. Well, Christian has already informed me that he will be married early and have children early, so he likes to... Put a little jab in there. You're going to be a grandma real soon. How about oh, that? Boy. <laughs> not too soon. Okay. Yeah, not too soon. Yes. Uh, well, we're we're glad you're with us today. Um, you know, the message title for Sunday was "Caring for Me, So I Can Care for You." Will uh, Will you let us know why why is that concept so important uh, when it comes to being a mom, a pastor's wife, or even a friend? Yeah, I mean, I think the important thing we really wanted to get across is that if you, you can really only be as good of a mom. Or you could fill in that with a lot of things. Dad, business leader, friend, relative person. You can really only be as good of a minister to other people as what you first are to yourself. Um, and really at the end of the day, at the end of my life, when I stand before God, the only person that's going to be responsible for the kind of life that I lived, for whether I was healthy or unhealthy spiritually, emotionally, even physically, the only person who's going to be responsible for me at the end of my life is me. And I think for people listening today, just be reminded that the only person that's responsible for you is you. And I think a lot of times we can put that on other people. Well, you know, my parents should have done better or my husband should do a better job leading me or which in a lot of cases that could be true. But I think it's important for us to realize that I am in charge of my life. I'm responsible for my life before God. And I think a lot of us fall into the trap, especially as moms, of over-functioning. And I, I could just raise my hand as like the number one guilty person of this, especially as like a three on the Enneagram, which is all about, we really feel like that we are what we do. We're, we're valued for what we do instead of who we are. So you can be very like task driven. Um, and you can evaluate, you can value sometimes efficiency over really being effective. And I can see how that leaks out into the people around me because I can tend to want to overfunction for people in my family. Right. Instead of realizing that, you know what, my son's 18. 
he's probably should be in charge of some of these yeah. things in his life now. I want to overfunction for him. And the problem with that is a lot of times we can know more about the needs of the people in our life and we can do more for them and really not know what are the needs in our own life. And really that road will only lead you to burnout. Yeah. And probably a lot of us have been there at different seasons in our life. I don't think we're ever just like over that. I think it's a, it's a cycle that we can have in our life. You know, I was thinking about speaking to me being a teenager. We all know that I was such a great driver uh, yeah. <laughs> when I was a teenager <laughs> and I was actually a horrible driver. Um, but I remember, do you remember when you first had your own car or car you were, you know, borrowing or your parents will beat your car? And that first time when you were driving down the road and suddenly you realized like something was weird with your car. And mine was junky. That's what I remember. The one I borrowed from my parents. Um, But like your car just started to like slow down and then eventually stopped, usually in the middle of a busy road. And suddenly it dawned on your teenage brain. Oh, my gosh. You look at the gas tank at the gauge and you realize it's it's on empty. And a car is only as valuable to you as the gas that is filling it. But the exact same thing is so true in our life. We can. We can have this wonderful thing that God's given us, this body, this life, but it's no good if it's on empty. It's no good to anyone else in our life. So we have to be willing to care for ourselves, so that we can be, um, so we can care well for others in our life. And so we can live out the purpose that God's given us in our life. Yeah. Speaking of a car, even the oil, you know, some people think, well, I got plenty of oil in there, but it, it gets bad. It starts getting grungy and then there's grinding. And then, so sometimes... You may think you're full. You may even be doing a few things that should cause you to be full, but yet things are grinding, uh, which leads us into the next thing, which is talking about examining yourself. Um, the first point of the message was to examine yourself, and and, and you give some homework, uh, what you call kind of some heart homework for the moms, but really for anyone. I was actually uh, talking with Pastor Mike right afterwards, and he's like, oh, it's not loaded yet because he was ready. He's like, I want, I want to take it. Uh, but you encourage moms to get alone, right? Key probably to get alone. Good luck. It may be hard. Uh, you may need some help with maybe that. Have to find. I saw. I was on a Zoom call the other day, and I saw one of the moms, and she was in a closet. Yeah. And I thought it was Christy Cowan. I thought so good. I saw the clothes in the back. You know, she's got three kids. I thought, hey, you do I what might, you got to do. I might have hid in the bathroom one or two times in this last month or two. You, you got to do it. And so you tell them to get alone, take 15 minutes, do a self-examination. We even provided a downloadable resource. You can find it at takethejourney.cc backslash tools. Uh, you can download it today if you haven't had an opportunity. But why should they do this hard inventory? Um, I just think of the word intentional. We talked a little bit about that in the message Sunday. Uh, about cultivating. We, we talked about a verse where we talked about cultivating. You have to cultivate things in your life. Um, and we can all picture that. We talked about how there's so many people in our neighborhoods right now planning things and growing things and fixing things. And what they're really doing is they're trying to cultivate the soil so that something can grow and thrive. But that requires being really intentional because some sometimes we have plants in our our yards that don't thrive and we kind of try to figure out why is it that this thing will not grow or it's dying. Um, you know, the 80 mile winds here the other day, I had a little plant on my deck that just got thrown off and beat up. And now I'm trying to figure out how to bring it back to life again. Well, that, that requires an intentional process and we have to have the same 
attitude when looking at our own heart and our own, our own soul to be intentional, um, with our heart. And so just taking time to get away, you know, we look at some of these questions in case you're wondering, you know, what they are and why should I download this? Um, it's just a few questions that are thought provoking to help you get to kind of maybe the bottom of some stuff in your life. You know, what are the blessings I'm grateful for in this season? Um, I find that my heart is always more healthy when it's postured from a place of gratitude. And I think that's a hard part about this season for everyone because there's a lot of loss and pain and hurt in this season. But I think all of us would also acknowledge that there's a lot of really good things coming out of this. You know, I've so many families have mentioned the extra time together and what a blessing that is. Um, we have teenagers who can drive too now. Lord help us all. Yes, Lord help us. There is no way that we would have seen Christian and Casey and Mason and Hannah as much these last two months if their normal life was because as soon as you give a car kid a car, they're basically gone. You know, their yeah. social calendars are freedom. full. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're loving their freedom. Yeah. And so to just have a blessing of having teenagers around us more, especially our kids who are getting ready to go to college, like I'll cherish some of those memories forever. But then it's also important to ask, you know, what's wrong, what's missing, maybe what's confusing in my life right now. Um, what are my priorities? And when you can evaluate what your priorities are, then it's really easy to see what in your life is out of order and to bring health and balance back to those priorities. So I just encourage everyone, not even the moms. I mean, I think this is healthy for dads, um, for, for single ladies, for single men, um, to just take a minute to really maybe have a routine in their life of once a week, every other week. Um, I even read a great book, um, Rhythms of Renewal by Rebecca Lyons, where she talks about how she's tried to institute in her life like a quarterly getaway where she does like just a more extensive kind of deep dive where she tries to take a day, like a spiritual retreat day. Christians talked to us about those before. Just do a little deeper dive into where she's at in life and figure out maybe where she needs to re- realign, realign her priorities moving forward. And I think that's really healthy. It's a great practice for us to establish, but think if we could pra- we could pass those kind of healthy habits down to our children. That's where you really see the legacy of families being impacted for generations to come. Yeah, and it's it takes time to do it. And obviously in this season, most people, not everyone, I do acknowledge there are some that say, hey, this has not been an easier season for me. I haven't had more downtime. I'm, I'm an essential worker. Can you sign up for us up for that list? <laughs> yeah. Right. All the people working in ministry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've had plenty going on, and certainly those who have been listening and watching. Um, but yeah, you, you need to. You need to take time to do it. Um, let's face it, all the things that we haven't gotten to, Jamie and I were joking about haircuts, right? Yeah. Mine's easy, his not so much. Um, people haven't done that. They haven't, most people haven't done their physicals, haven't done teeth cleanings, all the things that are not easy to do, but they need to take time to do in order for their teeth not to fall out, their bodies to, to do well. I had a physical, I need to get better shape, but even more so in this regard. Because this spills out into every area of our life. Absolutely. Um, so uh, as, as a follow-up to that, some would hear what you're saying and think of, of that as self-care, a popular you know, buzzword today. But, but you would actually say that what you're talking about is soul care, which is really a deeper form of self-care. 
Can you explain the difference uh, in the importance of soul care, especially in this season? Yeah, I think, so I just want to be honest here. Self-care is important, and I like a good pedicure, manicure, massage as much as the next girl. Um, Those things are great, but I think it's really easy for us to think of taking care of our heart or having time to ourself as only things that are along that category. And it is possible to do things like, you know, have a spa day or whatever, but to, to use those almost to medicate from the real problem in our life. Cause we might think, man, I'm just so exhausted and have a spa day, but you could leave that spa day and think, well, nothing's really changed because truly a lot of our, um, sometimes our anxiety, you know, I talked a little bit Sunday about how I've struggled with anxiety through the years and, um, I feel almost in a way like it's like my thorn in the flesh. Like Paul said that he had a thorn in the flesh that he asked God to remove from him. Um, but God allowed him to have it maybe to keep him more dependent, you know, on God in his life. Um, but I, I think for me, it's that it keeps me more dependent on God. It keeps me in prayer, but it also reminds me that I'm human and that I have limits, which as a three who doesn't like failure and who always has a lot of ideas, <laughs> that's hard for me to admit sometime. And I could um, take care of myself in ways like getting a manicure or whatever, but sometimes it won't, that won't really address what's going on deeper in my soul and my heart. And so soul care, I think, is a deeper level of spiritual self-care. Yeah. And honestly, I can... A lot of the things I do for self-care, we talked about bucket fillers Sunday. Like for me, I love to be outside. So if we could have a vacation somewhere in like a beautiful place where I can go on hikes every day, that fills my heart so full to overflow. Um, in fact, one of my pastor's wife friends, a group I'm a part of, she was talking about how 40 minutes outside in an area that's green, like with trees or whatever, you can reach like physiologically in your body peak kind of happiness and what you can get um, out of that. The chemistry in your body even changes yeah. out of just spending 40 minutes outside. So like one way I've been really intentional to care for myself in this time is by trying to get outside every day for at least 30 to 40 minutes because I know that that fills me. But I could just go outside. I could spend that whole time listening to a podcast or to music and that might look like self-care, which is great. Mm-hmm. But for me, I've found to take it to a deeper level of soul care, I find myself what I call God's orchestra, just walking and listening to the sounds around me. God has like a beautiful orchestra yeah. in the frogs and the birds. Uh, and yeah, just I can the, listen to birds all day long. The wind through the trees. Mm-hmm. And as I do that and I walk, I try to spend that time in a deeper way as a spiritual um, soul care time of just thanking God for things, being grateful, reminded that he's the one who created all these things. And so I take self care to a deeper level and it becomes soul care when it is tied back spiritually in my life. Yeah. And those are the things that truly fill me in life. It's, it's having a better heart spirit, better mind spirit. Um, and one of the people I've loved hearing from and following in the season is Mike Foster. And he's, um, just has so many great resources, but one of our staff ladies reminded me, um, and I think it's good for us to all to remember that this season we're in right now, we might not fully understand how traumatic it is going through this pandemic, 
probably until a year or two from now. Yeah. We'll, we'll look back and be like, man, we didn't realize how, how really hard and draining that was on us. And he's really encouraged people, hey, this is the time where you really need to not only have self-care, soul care in your life, but you actually might need to amp it up a little bit. And so I think that's a great thing for couples to do together to talk about. And maybe even with some of your older kids, like, what does it look like to care for ourself in our, our heart, our soul in this time? Um, so that we can maybe thrive in this time and not just merely survive. So, you know, I think that might look like giving grace to people in our house (laughs) right now. Um, you know, having teenagers at home, I think when they think we're home, they don't understand times where we're actually working. You know, I remember when Casey, (laughs) Casey was a little girl, my daughter, Casey, she's so funny when she's a little girl. I remember she came to me one time. She goes, mommy, I can't wait to grow up and be a mommy like you so I can play on my computer all day long. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what we're doing. Playing games. Actually, I'm like not playing. I'm kind of like working, but okay. Um, But just it's been interesting to find a rhythm as a family and to have to um, see what fills each of us and even hint, (laughs) hey, Christian, would you maybe you should go play golf this week or, (laughs) you know, for my son, that looks like different things. Mm -hmm. And for my daughter, that looks like different things. So I think that's a great experience to have as a family, even couples, a family. Um, if you're single, talk about it with your friends, your small group and try to hold each other accountable and encourage each other to invest in those things that fill you up. I think you, you brought up something important earlier too, that even if things look well on the outside, the self care, Everything looks physically well. My my nails are done. My hair's done. It can still mean there's a lot of emptiness on the inside. And that that's really at the core. You're wanting to get to the heart of people so their soul is good with God. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, there's a quote I've read from Pete uh, Scazzaro, um, the author, the co-author of Emotionally uh, Healthy Spirituality. And he says this, Jesus is in your heart, but Grandpa is in your bones. Uh, what does he mean by that statement, and how does that play into our emotional health and soul care? Well, one of the first verses that Christian and I memorized, I think in our evangelism class at Liberty University, was Second Corinthians 5.17. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Yeah. The old is gone. The new has come. And that that's exactly what's supposed to happen, for sure. That's, that's part of our discipleship. Um, but a lot of times what we find is I've, I've begun a relationship with Jesus, but I still am walking in patterns that aren't patterns Jesus walked in. They're patterns I might have inherited. Grandpa's in my bones. And you hear people say all the time, I'm, I'm sure you've heard this. You minister to so many people at the church. I'm just like that. That's just the way I am. You know, I maybe have begun a relationship with Jesus, but the way I talk the way I treat people, the way I, the way I treat the servers at the restaurant, that's just the way I am. Right. But actually, that's not the way Jesus was. Yeah. So a lot of times, um, and this is what I love about this study by Pete Scazzaro, and this is what I love and would highly encourage all the women listening to join us. Um, we talked about starting the Emotionally Healthy Woman Bible Study. We're actually going to start it Tuesday at 10 a.m., just an overview. But you can go to takethejourney.cc backslash tools and find out all the information for how to join that. Truly, like I would say, aside from just the Bible, this is the greatest probably resource in my life that has helped to change a lot of things in me that probably came from Grandpa and not and not from Jesus. There, There's hang-ups there's, I remember him. 
Yeah, you, you know him, right? I know <laughs> him well. You probably know well some of them. I know him. him well. Yeah. Listen, there's hangups. Dare we say there's sins yeah. in all of our life that we might struggle with, things we inherited from maybe the family we grew up in, um, things that are hardwired into us, but they're, they're not the way Jesus was. They're not the way Jesus led. And our aspiration is not grandpa as much as we loved him. It's, it's Jesus. Um, and you know, Paul even talked about this in Romans seven. He talked about, you know, I desire to do what is good, but then I always find myself doing the opposite of that. What I want to do, I don't do, but what I don't want to do, I still do. Like I'm such a wretched man. God save me from this this cursed body that I'm in. So I know there's some things we're going to struggle with our whole life, but if we're not intentional to take some time to really work on what are the things inside of me that haven't been transformed by Jesus yet, I think that's something we need to do. We were talking at uh, my men's Bible study. I'm in a followers made group with some men and we were talking about how important it was to have daily routines because often as much as I want to be a nice guy all the time, I'm not, and I do things. I'm impatient. I'm, I'm, I'm not good. Um, I have to daily be walking, as we learn in Galatians 5, to be walking in the Spirit so that more of the good things come out. Because as much as I want to do all those things, there are things in me, in my bones, that cause me to be impatient. That uh, when I succumb to them, when I don't give them to Jesus every single day and sometimes situation by situation, um, and, and sometimes it's exacerbated. So true. I mean, I would love to look like a fitness model. But those people don't work out once and then never go back to the gym again. They don't eat one way one day and then never work out, never change their eating. The other days, they they do it every single day, and that's why they stay in the health that they're in. And I think it's the same way for us spiritually, but we've never taken that step past salvation to really that deeper discipleship. Yeah, and if you're, you're listening to the podcast and you're like, why am I not closer to Jesus? Why am I not strong spiritually? It may be the same reason why I don't have a six pack, because <laughs> I'm not because much as I want that I'm not at the gym often enough. I'm not opening, um, I'm opening the bag of chips instead of uh, <laughs> driving to the gym. Now it may be harder, but you can do a lot of stuff at the, home. The quarantine fifteen is a real thing. It's a real thing, <laughs> but but I think the point is is that there there are spiritual disciplines that mm-hmm. that we have to do in the time away with Jesus in order to be who God wants us to be. Yeah, and here's the deal. It's, discipline never sounds like a fun word. No, it doesn't sound great, does no. it? No, yeah. but the truth is the more... Um, There's a quote by Jen Wilkin, who's a great uh, Bible study teacher, who said, you can only love what you know. And the truth is the more I get into God's word and start to understand him and know him, the more I love him. Yeah. And so you have to, the more you pray, the more you hear from God. It, it's not obligation. It's no longer a discipline. Yeah, it's it's a no. relation. It is a relationship. I, I don't think our spouses would want to hear. It's a discipline for me to be in your presence <laughs> to today. To talk to you. Now yeah. I know it's a discipline for Christian to talk to me sometimes. <laughs> I can't tell. I'm, I'm learning more and more. Some of the walks we go on, I'll realize he didn't. He wasn't listening the last ten minutes at all. <laughs> well, some. He's gone to his happy place. Yeah. Well, his mind doesn't stop. <laughs> yeah. Right. Which true. is why we get the benefit of a lot of that content because yeah. he's probably thinking of three sermons he's going to. You're write. probably right. Yeah. You're probably right. Uh, finally, you you talk about battling some emotions in this COVID nineteen season yourself, but even as a family, what does that look like, and and how have you been navigating uh, 
those emotions yourself and as a family, especially in this season? That's such a heavy question to ask because I think we've all been dealing with things that are really hard. And, you know, I would say that you and I are pretty much like positive people. We like to look through the glass half full approach. The glass half empty approach can kind of annoy me sometimes. But I've learned about me. So twos and threes, which I know you're a two, I think, are people who sometimes struggle with feelings, especially um, feelings that are not always positive ones. And I've learned that. And even by watching people in the Bible, you can't read the different people we follow in the Bible and not see them actually allow themselves to feel difficult things. It's not unspiritual to have a sad day. It's not unspiritual sometimes to be angry. It's probably how you handle your anger. Um, So for me, gosh, just... I think mourning some things, you know, I've been mourning, having teenagers is a little different than probably little kids, um, but just mourning some of the losses I think they're feeling. You know, I have a daughter who's super social. She (laughs) told me today she's already planned her back to church outfit for when we all come back to church because God bless her. She's like so excited to be around people again. And, you know, my son, he's missing a senior, um, senior baseball, but our kids, I mean, they found out they don't have summer camp this year. You know, church camp is like a landmark in your life every year. So to think that our kids won't get to experience that their senior year, um, it's just, there's been some heavy things as a family. I think there's been heavy things for Christian and I, you know, it's hard to, to miss the people in our church. It's, it feels different to communicate in an empty room to a camera than to people you see, you know, their story, you love them. And so I think what we're learning to do in this season is a lot of what we said in the message is, um, to take some time for ourselves, but also to give a voice to some of these things. And I think that's some of the greatest, um, advice I would have the last few years of what I've been learning is, you know, for our family, this sometimes looks like in the evening, doing the high low buffalo thing together we go around the table talk about our high of the day or low of the day and kind of a surprising thing from the day but then rick pierce who's one of our counselors who's ministered at our church before has said ask the second question how does that make you feel Um, because that's some time where we get to the deeper things usually more with casey than you know probably with our sons good yeah fine yeah one word (laughs) do you have another word to describe that yeah Yeah. but giving a voice to things for our family we've spent a few nights where you know in the evening we'll just be together and we'll just ask them hey how are you how are you doing how are you feeling i know this must be hard for you trying to have some empathy with each other so those are things that don't always come natural for all of us we weren't raised in families probably all of us that did that but i'm taking some time to value that and to just give people a voice to share those things but also share some of the good things you know um there has been a lot of good out of it so we've also had times to mourn our losses together but also to celebrate together as well and I just think that's a really a really healthy practice to have as yeah. a family. I think those listening have probably experienced some great highs uh, and then some tough lows. And we've been trying to minister to them. And, you know, every once in a while people will express them in an email or something to us. And, and then that gives us ideas on how we want to minister or to say, hey, you know, we had one this last week. Like, you're not forgotten. I hope you know you're, you're not forgotten. Yeah. Um, we remember you. We thank you. Um, and we're, we're glad that, um, that you're tuning in to grow. And, and to try to gl- grow closer to Jesus. So Yeah, so we might even make a little plug here. Like if you haven't joined a Zoom small group yet, 
now's the time. I mean, we've had one for our worship ministry. You know, I help lead the creative arts area here. Our production team has had one. And it's funny because we've been so busy working together on Sundays. Mm-hmm. We've, we never have had the kind of time we've had the last few months where we've just gotten on. How are you doing? How's yeah. your family doing? What are the struggles? Where are you celebrating this time? And, and so if you feel like you don't have people to do that with, this is a great opportunity for you to jump on and join a small group, a Zoom small group in this time and have some people to share those things with. Absolutely. I know your, your group is going to go great. Um, thank you for leading the ladies of our church. Uh, you're a great example. There's no doubt that you seek the Lord. And it's evident. So thank you for your humbleness, your humility, and sharing your heart today. You. Um, you know, Pastor Christian and I, and then even Pastor Brandon, we, we laugh. The most listened to podcast ever is always Danielle. So uh, this one will get huge ratings because uh, she's on here sharing her heart. So thank you for yeah, being on the podcast. So uh, you're welcome. So uh, I enjoyed um, what you shared today, and I know a lot of people will, will enjoy it. We want to thank you for listening today. From wherever you are around the world, be sure to tune in to uh, our service this Sunday on either Facebook Live, on YouTube, the JCI app, or of course, you can go to the website, takethejourney.cc. And we'd love to hear from you, how God's working in your life. If you have a need, you can email us at activate at takethejourney.cc. And we look forward to catching you next time on the Activate Podcast, where we really do. We challenge you to build a faith that is active. Thank you for listening to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. If you are ever in the Kansas City area, we would love for you to join us for one of our Sunday worship experiences. You can find out more information about JCI on our website at takethejourney.cc. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please show your support by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes or Google Play. We would love for you to help us get the word out about this resource. Don't forget to share this episode with all your friends on social media. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time on the Activate Podcast.